There are three seats up for election. Because there are eight candidates, it requires a primary election to reduce the number of candidates to six. Those six will advance to the April 5th spring election. I believe that people intentionally recruited more candidates in a bid to force this primary. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Tuesday, February 15th is the date of the spring primary elections. These primaries will decide who will be on the April 5th ballot for the La Crosse School Board. The issues before voters are keeping school resource officers in the schools, ending the curricula known as critical race theory, and school consolidation. Bill, you've had a chance to look into the history of these spring primary elections. What have you learned? Well, these spring primaries are very low turnout elections. The turnout for the last 10 elections ranged from 9% to 19% of registered voters, and the average turnout was only 12%. The high turnout came in 2014 when the Onalaska School District had multiple referenda on the ballot to exceed state spending caps. So you can see how uh, people in the education uh, area, it turned out strong when, when that money was on the ballot. So... What's interesting about this is with average 12% turnout, a person's vote really matters in these elections. People always say, oh, my vote doesn't count. Well, in these elections, it really does. So why was it necessary to have a primary for the school board? There are three seats up for election. Because there are eight candidates, it requires a primary election to reduce the number of candidates to six. Those six will advance to the April 5th spring election. I believe that People intentionally recruited more candidates in a bid to force this primary because they know there are three conservative candidates on the ballot. And by doing this, they shorten the period of time that these people have to uh, make contacts with voters. And we know that uh, the teachers unions and those types of people are going to show up for these low turnout elections because uh, there's a lot at stake for them. So what I saw was articles in the Tribune, television uh, news reports about them recruiting more candidates, and and I think they did it intentionally. Well, it feels to me like all of us have some skin in this game. So where do we stand with regard to keeping or removing the school resource officers? Well, fact check listeners will probably remember retired lacrosse assistant police chief Rob Abraham was elected to the school board in April of 2021. And he came on to our podcast on July 6th and told us that the La Crosse School District was dropping from five to three SROs in this school year. And next year, the plan is dropped from three to one. And by the Mm. following year, there will be no SROs left in the schools. And that would be a mistake. Some people are saying that the schools are not teaching critical race theory. What is your response to those statements? People can listen to our podcast, The Truth About the Lacrosse White Privilege Symposium that we did in December when Lacrosse hosted the symposium. The host committee is comprised of many people in education in Lacrosse County. Maybe what is being taught is not labeled as critical race theory, but the ideas and the terms like whiteness, white privilege, systemic racism, and many more are what is being taught in our schools. So you mentioned school consolidation is also an issue coming up for this campaign. 
Why is the La Crosse School District looking at reducing the number of schools? The school district mailed out a survey back in November, and that letter stated that enrollment in the La Crosse School District had declined by 20% since 2002. I find it very curious because the county has grown quite a lot since 2000. The county grew from 107,000 to 120,000 people from 2000 to 2020. That's almost a 13% increase mm-hmm. in population. The La Crosse School District serves about 80,000 of those 120,000 residents. So we've seen growth uh, in the last census that shows the fastest growing areas were on Alaska, Holman, and West Salem. They grew faster than the city of La Crosse, but that still doesn't fully explain why, why enrollment is down so much. What the survey does not acknowledge is that many parents have chosen to send their children to private schools. And just before the podcast today, a friend of mine told me that the uh, voucher uh, website has crashed because so many parents are seeking uh, to get their kids into these private schools Mm. uh, through the voucher program. There's a problem here because during COVID, when we had Zoom classes, a lot of parents saw what their children were being taught, and and they didn't like it very much. In fact, there was one parent I remember talking to who was really upset because the teacher had assigned a writing assignment telling students to describe why Donald Trump was a white supremacist. The school consolidation issue is... How is that acceptable? (laughs) I mean, if you're a teacher, how do you look at yourself and find that that's acceptable? Well, I think the answer is because nobody knows this goes on. And in my opinion, the public education industry, and that's what it is, it's an industry, it's a taxpayer-funded industry that runs a complete parallel system in our state. You know, you have to go to the school district office to register to run for school board. You don't go to the city or county clerk to register for these offices. And so they've built this uh, industry that, you know, it's the old thing about getting out of your bubble. But I think what's evident is that especially in the lacrosse school system, and I'll include the universities here, the viewpoints are extremely left-wing, and it doesn't take a whole lot of checking to verify that. But um, how do they get away with it? Because there's really no oversight. The, the people that in our system that should be overseeing this are these people that are on the school board. And when you have April elections, when conservative voters don't show up to vote, which we've talked about that in previous podcasts, Um, It's a great system for them because these elections aren't being held in November with the other general statewide elections. For instance, DPI secretary, that that elections in April in these low turnout elections. I was talking to one of the conservative county board candidates, and she told me she uh, cross-referenced Republicans with likely voters in her district, and 44% of the Uh, Republicans on her list had not voted in one of the last four spring elections. So when conservative people don't show up to vote for school boards, this is what we get. Okay. So who are the candidates that have signed a pledge to keep the SROs in the school? The three conservative candidates are Kimberly Kretchik, Mary Lamoth, and Kent Stein. And where do people go from here? Well, I would just strongly advise people to start talking to your friends and neighbors about these elections. And the one on February 15th is critical 
But if you care about any of these issues, this is your shot to go and vote for somebody that's going to attempt to pursue, let's say, wiser policies when it comes to things like keeping the SROs, not teaching hate in our schools. And yes, we're going to have to reduce the number of schools because the number of public schools students has shrunk. Uh, that's what's forcing this consolidation. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Bill Fian. thank you so much. Um, I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. We invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.